seconds, yes, they caught <laughs> <but. coughs> oh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to AU4H Radio Wellness Wednesday. And as promised, we're going to be doing a monthly uh, one show um, on the second Wednesday of every month, uh, Wellness Wednesday show. And we could be talking about any number of topics. Tonight's topic is um, to do with uh, basically because of COVID-19 and the issues that so many people face worldwide. Um, you know, we've all just come through a horrible situation. <clears throat> We're still in it. <laughs> it doesn't look like there's yeah. much hope. So we thought we'd talk tonight about sort of what people can experience in that, even for myself, you know, um, anxiety, some depression, things like that. These are actually not uncommon, and so many people around the world are, are dealing with this stuff right now. So we thought we'd we address this tonight. So hi, Lee. Hi, Donna. <laughs> hi, everyone. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lee. Hey. I'm glad to be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now, do we? Did we? Do we have any comments, or? Um, no. the comment section we were maxed out, so we won't oh. have any until next week. <laughs> oh, okay. So no comments. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, we've no been getting so many comments that we can't, like, our feed is overloading, and they only allow us so many a month. So right. anything that's there will show up next week. <laughs> okay. So we'll get to them eventually. So yes. that's so there's no comments for this show. Sorry about that. But thank you for all your comments, and we do appreciate the feedback, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, this COVID-19, I mean... You know, isolation for most people. Um, you know, so many people struggling, and it's you know struggling with all sorts of things. So um, you know, not only mental health issues and stress and anxiety, um, but also physical. You know, physical stuff going on, and you know, because we're a lot of us so isolated and have been for a long time, it's been very difficult. And I know just for myself, I thought I was handling things quite well. Actually, I think I did because I've been isolated since uh, December uh, 2019. So that's like 15 months of isolation with my cat. And um, But I do reach out, like I said. I, mean, I do talk to Lee and I do talk to Donna. I talk to other people too and other friends and stuff. But I don't see anybody on the day-to-day -day, you know, thing. It's, it's not like it used to be when I was out working and out busy, um, you know, in the sort of dealing just with regular people, regular life. So this has sort of been a bit bizarre. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't feeling all that overwhelmed. Uh, maybe last spring when the COVID-19 actually got going and was really, you know, starting and it was just a big mess. Everything was shutting down. The border was shutting down. The world was shutting down. And it was like, that was a bit stressful. But um, as the year kind of progressed, I was doing okay. And But I hadn't taken on too many new projects or anything. And then just this last, oh, I don't know, this last few weeks, I just started to realize, wow, I'm, I'm becoming overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I've got some anxiety going on. I've got a little bit of depression going on. Like, what is going on? Because I was feeling good. And I'm like, well, this, you know, it's possibly just because for COVID-19, I've been so isolated and so shut down for so long that now that I'm trying to do a few things, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, overload, overload, you know? So... I just started taking a look, you know, for myself. This is sort of something that people can do, you know, if you're experiencing, you know, just depression out of nowhere or anxiety or this type of thing, feeling a bit overwhelmed. What I did was I just started taking a look at what what was priority, you know. 
Yeah. Like what, what really needed to be taken care of and what didn't. And take that stuff that doesn't really matter off the list. It's like, okay, that doesn't even need to be there. Like that's just adding extra stress and extra stuff to my, you know, already kind of overwhelmed situation. So, you know, I, I did actually have to unload a few things, but I realized that, you know, wow, that was where my stress was coming from. It's just a little much. And maybe two years ago would have been fine, you know, but I think it's because of this COVID-19 and all of this sort of anxiety and uh, the issues that, you know, so many of us are facing, you know, it's like, you know, so many people out of work, so many people are losing their homes, so many people are losing their, you know, lost their businesses, right? Especially small business. It's a huge issue for small businesses. Uh, job cutbacks. People are wondering if they're going to even be able to keep their jobs. Um, you know, this is a really hard time. And it, we, we all thought, well, okay, when 2021 rolls around, maybe things will be better. And it, they said, you know, it's not going to be till the end of the year. Things aren't looking like it's going to change very anytime soon. You know what I mean? So I was thinking, this is so hard for most people. And I thought this could this is such a, a timely topic really to be to be talking about again is, is this issue that so many people are going through. And like I said for myself, I really had to sit down and think think about what the priorities are in my life. What what do I what's important and what what do I need to do versus what did I have on my plate that really didn't need to be there, you know? And I just started looking at what was really important to me. And, and some of the stuff I, I, I did lose. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to let some, some stuff go. And it did, it did right away, automatically. I was just like sitting there and I'm like, okay, I feel better already. Yeah. <laughs> just for taking that pressure off. You know, it's like, okay, that takes a lot of pressure off. Um, you know, it's, it, it, and maybe that, you know, these things can be looked at again at a later time you know what I mean, like later date and say, okay, maybe I'm feeling better. I can start incorporating something back in. But I think that's what we can all do, you know, if we're feeling overwhelmed or overloaded or whatever because of the situation we're in. You know, we can take a look and say, what what can I sort of trim back that doesn't need to be there? You know, and it's just so important. You know, I, I have suffered from depression in the past and um, mainly due with child abuse, as everybody knows. And uh, and just kind of, uh, let's say some anxiety, you know. And so I'm I'm always on the lookout because I can kind of tell when I'm starting to sort of go down, you know, into like sort of like a spiral. Yeah. And like yeah, I'll start to notice the signs, and I'm like, I'm spending a lot of time wanting to sleep, and I just want to, and I, and now I don't want to do anything. It's kind of like okay, my uh, interest levels go down. Even in stuff that I really enjoy doing, you know. Oh, look who it is! <laughs> Someone was a little bossy. Oh, <laughs> Insistent oh, up to say hello to everybody. So, hello, yeah. so cute. Yeah, happy boy. Happy boy. So cute. Mm. <laughs> yep, all of our little buddies. He They're has so to be wonderful. part of the show. <laughs> he does. No, I'm surprised my cat's not here. She's she's sleeping. This is what summer. gets me through. <laughs> it gets me through. Having an animal, I'll tell you. Yeah. It, Absolutely. Yeah. One yeah, who breaks out in random grins, too. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest. Same as Yeah. 
Yeah, he's cute. He's so cute. Animals are a blessing. Or a blessing. Yes. Absolutely. So important. Yeah, know? he's adorable and he knows it. <laughs> Without my cat, I would have been. Uh, Uses it to his advantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The I'm saying, Without my animals, I would have been lost. Yeah, it's a, it's important, you know, to have <clears throat> that special, you know, relationship, right, with your pets. Like, I mean, they, like, you know, they just love you unconditionally, you know. They can't do yes. anything for you, but they just, they count on, on us. We yeah. count on them. I think it's wonderful. And, you know, I would have been very lonely without my cat, let me tell you. Uh, she, you know, she does her own thing. She's kind of a loner, like I said before. But she's a loner. I'm a loner. But the thing is, is she's, um, you know, just she'll pop around once in a while, and I'll be working on something here on uh, on the computer or whatever, and she'll just come say hi, and it's just so nice. I wish she'd come sit with me like Otis. Does with <laughs> Look how cute he's so he is. Just sitting there. <laughs> He is so cute. He's half on the table and half on my lap, and I'm holding him. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, hey. What's this up? is not the best chair for, for him sitting on my lap. No, it isn't. Look uh, at him. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I was just thinking about that, and I thought, you know, I was actually in a little bit of a funk there, and I thought, what am I – I know I know to rec how to recognize signs of depression because I deal with it. And I'm like, okay, I just need to start doing something. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Get up, uh, you know what, jump in the shower, have some breakfast, you know. Um, get the trash ready to go out. Uh, this kind of stuff. It's like one sort of one step leads to another, you know. But yes, it's an issue. Yeah, but it's getting yourself to do that one thing. You know what I mean? And it's like for me, so I, I don't, I don't necessarily drop down into a depression very often. This is not something that happens to me all the time. But I know enough to recognize the signs because if I'm like, okay, I just can't get motivated to even get out of bed. You know, it's like, okay, something's wrong because I'm usually at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> if I'm just want to sleep all the time, I'm like, okay, I know something's wrong because I'm usually pretty busy. So. I could tell. I was like, okay, something's going on. And, you know, and it all stemmed from this guy treating me really crappy, right? This stranger, this total stranger being rude. And I, I didn't realize how overloaded I really was until that happened. You know what I mean? Sometimes and that's you, you, just, you don't. Yeah. You get so busy going through life and what you do. And I know myself, I get so involved in certain things. And it's like, I feel like I need to do them. But since COVID, I think everybody's just kind of like, Nobody really wants to do anything. You can't really get out. You can't see family or friends or, and it's tough. It's, it's really tough. And sometimes like if you're overloaded, it's hard to cope. I know in myself, there's different things that I cut back on because I didn't have the time. And I'll be honest, you just, sometimes you just, you feel like you're overloaded. You are overworked and it's just like, you know, I need a break. And if I don't have a break, you know, you're going to snap or, <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to cut out things that's not important and, you know, focus on myself yeah. a little bit more, start doing things like I used to before COVID. Yeah. It that's doesn't have to be anything big, you know, it can be the smallest of things and it can be simply 
you know, speaking for myself, sometimes it's a perception of of what somebody said or, you know, mm -hmm. or did. And I find myself in a funk for like, you know, three, four, five days and, you know, sometimes a week, but, if, you know, in order to finally come back out of it, you know, I don't go all the way down, but it's like, you know, get quiet, withdraw. Um, yeah, it's, it happens and it sometimes it doesn't take much and it comes totally unexpected, you know, from places that we just don't expect. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I thought with, with COVID and, um, you know, although some places are starting to open back up and some things, you know, some restaurants are, are you know, having in indoor dining and all of that, but it's still, you know, it's still not back to normal. And I don't think we'll ever no. get back to the way we were, you know, it's going to be a different kind of normal. It'll be a new yes. normal. Yes. You know? Yeah. We'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit longer than some people realize, you know. And the isolation you were talking about, Lori, is well for um for the deaf community. You know, it's it's really really difficult. Yes. Because yeah, we tend to stay isolated. A lot of us stay kind of hidden in our own little world in our own areas, but you know, come together for monthly functions. You know, once a month and you know, it's people will come from, you know, two towns over to mm -hmm. one area. I mean, they'll gather from all over and spend the day together or spend hours and hours just just catching up and just sharing and enjoying coffee and having a good time. Um, so this year has been exceptionally difficult because we haven't been able to meet at, at all. Um, not only have we not gone back to church, it's... Um, there's no deaf events still. There's no deaf coffee chat. There's no silent lunches, you know, so it's, it's really hard, you know, and I'm hoping that we can really start doing something, even if it's getting together at the local park and kind of staying distance, you know, I mean, and that, that's, that's one good thing about sign language is that, you know, your sign language, you can sign through when you can sign through windows, you can sign through, um, you know, you can sign across rooms. So mm -hmm. you know, social distancing, we can, you know, we got that. It's still incredibly difficult because we can't meet. Yeah. And, and that's really hard. I think that's one of the hardest things for me. Um, it yeah. is. You know, can't really go out um, except yeah. to appointments and to go get food. And right now I'm a bit more isolated. I've, I can't drive at the moment because one weekend, you know, tomorrow I go for the one week post-op check. Um, I had cataract surgery on my left eye last week, as you two know, but it's, it doesn't come clear. It doesn't, you know, get really good vision just yet. It takes several days. So, um, and I'll have, after tomorrow, there'll be a one month checkup and I'm not sure exactly when we're going to do the other eye, but we will. So not being able to drive myself anywhere, that's that puts me in even more isolation. Yes. You know? But yeah. um, like I said, if it wasn't for being blessed and being owned, I don't I don't own a dog. <laughs> I own he owns I am, you. I am proudly owned by <laughs> by this amazing boy. You know, um, so that's that's an incredible blessing for me. So excuse me. 
He's yeah. adorable. Right. He is so cute. Um, <laughs> he may be little, but he gets heavy oh, when you're holding him for an hour. No, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's it's hard. He's cute, and I don't know when we'll get going like we would like to. You know, I know, and this is the thing. Like you know, it's so. From I think for a lot of people, it's been an incredible nightmare. Yes, this COVID nineteen. For some people, their lives didn't change all that much. But for others, it's just meant nothing but hardship. And, you know, I mean, just with the people that are grieving, the lost loved ones that have died from COVID-19 yeah. alone, not being able to go and, and you know, be part of their, you know, their, to, to see them while they were sick or to be able to, to, to see them, you know, when they're dying sort of things. But these people died alone, you know. The heart from all of that is incredible. And, the, you know, but I mean, that's kind of like the worst of it. But the thing is, I mean, there's there's people losing so much, like losing their, like I said, losing their homes or losing their, they've already lost their jobs. And, you know, trying to get another one is, is not easy, right? So, you know, we just have to, we just have to keep holding on. That's all we have to do, you know? And I it's life before COVID. <laughs> I, I miss going out. I miss going, yeah. seeing my family and my friends and I miss being busy. I like doing things. I like to go. I like to travel. Um, I love being outdoors and not being able to do that. That's hard. I mean, the first, when COVID first broke out, it was like three months. I didn't see my children, my grandchildren, my parents. And then as it got worse, you know, it was like, you could it went longer. And I believe it was actually like six months that went by before I actually saw my mom and dad. And that, you know, that's tough. That's very, see, this is the thing. It's very, very hard, especially for family members who are used to that contact, you know, well, we're, we're family, to, tight, you know, close knit, we're tight. And we um, have dinner together every other Sunday. We do holidays we go on vacation. I mean, we did everything together and to actually take in for the last 14 months, barely see each other. That's tough. And then my daughter's pregnant and she cannot be around anybody because her getting it puts the baby at risk. And, right. You know, we really can't do that. So like we take extra measures just to keep her safe. And it's just, mm -hmm. it is so tough. And they don't even know what the results are. If a woman that is pregnant, you know, gets the virus, what's going to happen to the unborn child. And that's my biggest fear. So, you yeah. know, the thing with us right now is to keep her safe, but it's, it's hard. It's not, it's hard not seeing family and friends and going out and doing all the things that you love. I mean, that's really tough, but I did cut back on some things that I was doing to make some time for myself because I took so much time away from me and I was focusing on other things, trying to make myself busy so that I didn't go insane, right. <laughs> so to speak. But, um, but I actually, I cut back and I thought I got to make myself a priority. You know, I can't keep trying to make myself so busy. So I don't go crazy during this isolation period. So mm -hmm. I just decided I, I cut back on a lot of things and I started doing little things for myself again. And, so far it's working, you know, and I try to keep in touch with you and Lee every day. And that's a big thing for me is just having people to talk with, laugh with, joke with. You don't know, like you could be having the worst day ever, but you get on the phone or we video chat so we can see each other. And 
you know, you can be having the, the most horrible day and just a few kind words or a few jokes or before we got on live, we were laughing and I always am crazy before we get started, but <laughs> it, it just, it makes you feel good and it, it, it builds you up and it's, a, it's such a good feeling. So, you know. Yeah. It's important. It's critical. Yeah. It's absolutely critical to, you know, not burning out. And, you mm -hmm. know, so we're so busy doing, doing, doing that we forget to take care of ourselves in the process. And self care is something that, you know, we, Lee, you we have, you know, stop and remember. For me, self care, it, it's different for each, you know, for everybody. Um, so what I do, you know, for self-care for me is sometimes it's just cutting down all the electronics and just, you know, sitting in the silence or just being able to go outside and, and you know, just enjoying the fresh air and the sunshine. Uh, sitting outside, sitting out front with Otis, you know, with my dog. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's a cup of tea with honey. You know, I love herbal teas. Um, yeah. I do Yogi brands and Tazo or Tazo, T-A-Z-O, and then the Yogi yeah. ones. I love the Yogi ones best. Um, but some people, you know, may like scented candles. For me, I also like white sage, you know, mm -hmm. which I, I burn when I'm, I'm, you know, meditating or studying. But also if I'm super, super stressed, you know, I, I'll light up some white sage and, and just just the, the aroma just it grounds me, you know, um, it's different for each one of us. You know, if, if you don't have a self-care routine or just start, start with writing a small list, write down some things that, that you enjoy, that, that bring you happiness, that kind of de-stress you, you know, and sometimes in families, like my mom had, she gave birth to six of us, um, living kids. And, Sometimes self-care for her was, you know, it's like you lock yourself in the bathroom and you have a little, you have a little me time, you know, just to, you know, take, take a shower or just go in there, shut the door, lock the door, save your legs. Um, or just sometimes just go in there, sit and just breathe. You know, when you're a parent, it, it's it's definitely not easy. And I, you, yeah. know, I know, um, you know, my son and his girlfriend and, you know, with the three, my three youngest grandkids, up in Iowa, it's, um, yeah, me time and self-care doesn't, you know, that's hard to come by, but you got to take it. You absolutely yeah. have to take it. And even if it's yeah. only for five minutes, 15 minutes, you know, you're worth it. We're all worth it. And, you know, whoever's watching out there, you are worth taking the time to refill your own cup. That's right. Think of it, you know, you, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, if you're empty, you've got nothing to give. So take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. Um, I know before, um, I have to remember this, and, and I've got a tattoo. The last one, latest one I got, which is over a year ago, and it's, I got this. If you can see that, it's the semicolon. And if, you know, if you're not familiar with the semicolon project, um, for those who have been affected by suicide, whether, you know, in your own life, personally or a loved one um for me it takes me back to when i was 14 and wanted to take my own life and, and realized you know it's like i i was blessed at 18 with birth with the pregnancy of my son and he was born at 19 so you know that 
that went that. But this reminds me that my story is not over. There's still a lot of chapters to be written and to There's be a semicolon in there. <laughs> so I'm trying to live my best life and you know, kind of support and encourage others in the process. That's right. We all are. The three of us are. You know, it's like That's we're here. Right. We're here for you guys out there. You know, whatever you know you're experiencing. You know, you just need some support. And there's some hotlines that um, that will get shared um, in a little bit with Lori when, when she gets back talking about that. So, yeah. Yeah, it is important, like we were saying, you know, if, you know, we have to be able to recharge. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. self-care is very important. And a lot of times, I think a lot of people don't do it. I think a lot of people don't. I, have you ever felt guilty though? Like, because you think there's something else I could be doing and I'm taking all this time for myself. And, and I know when, when I had my kids at home and that was one of the biggest things with me, it was like, I'm taking all this time to go have my nails or my toes done, or, you know, like I'm doing all these special things to make myself feel good because I'm the, I'm that girl that goes once a month and has my hair done and, you know, like I had like a routine down and there was times I actually felt guilty. Like, why am I spending all this time on myself when I could be doing something for my children, you know, or my spouse? And there was times I actually felt guilty. But then I had um, a friend of mine tell me once that, you know, you can't take care of anybody else if you can't take care of yourself, you know, and, and it made sense. And I made the time. But I, but sometimes I did. I felt guilty because it's like. I could have taken him to baseball practice or heard a basketball practice, or I could have made my spouse that extra special dinner tonight, you know, but I didn't. It was like, I went and had my hair and nails done. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. And then you think, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, well, you know, I should be helping somebody else. I should be, you know what I mean? But we do, you know, as anybody on the planet has to take care of themselves, you know, and I think a lot of people aren't shown how to do that. Or they're just yeah. not, they don't see it as in, in their examples of their own families, like growing up. If they didn't see a parent uh, take time and do self-care, they don't realize how important that is. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I think a lot of people don't realize how important it really is. You know, I never and, saw my mom take time for herself. Ever. Yeah. See, I think a lot of us are in the same, same boat. Um you know, not seeing an example, like, for that's the same with me, too. Um, my mom didn't do self-care. And, you know, it's just uh, it's something that I didn't grow up with. So I had to hear about it and learn about it, so, uh, you know, much later in life, right? And I wasn't any good at it <laughs> until much later. Yeah. Having to make the time for self-care is absolutely critical. Even if you've got to set your, set your alarm, set your phone alarm, and and make time for um, you know a bubble bath or, or just a soap, just a hot soak in the tub or a hot shower. But set mm -hmm. your alarm if you've got to do that, you know, because it's so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And feeling guilty, yeah, a lot of us do, it's like because we're so busy helping others, though. And it's like you know, we are worth it. We're worth that self care, you know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we we can't continue to help others if we're burnt out. If there's nothing right. left for us to give, we've got to replenish. We've got that's to replenish. Right. Yeah. And that's for men, too. It's not just yeah. for women. Yeah. We're all three women sitting here talking about this. This is also for men, too. Because we know that a lot of men listen to our shows. 
And, you know, it's important for you to take care of yourself because, you know, you can't keep going and keep going and keep going without doing a recharge, without doing, you know, some some of your caring for yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah. if that, you know, whatever that means in your life, you know, like like Lee was saying, like most guys wouldn't want to light votive candles and scented candles and stuff. But it's kind of like making some time for yourself, you know? making some time to do something that you actually like to do. Um, you know, like yeah. I said, making a list of what's priority, what's not, what can wait, what, what needs to be done now. And then don't worry about the stuff that can wait. That's adding extra pressure. It's just adding to the stress levels. It's like, hey, why am I even looking at this? You know what I mean? Like I just need to be looking at what's priority. What's really needs to be taken, you know, taken care of like today or, or that I need to work on taking care of now, you know, for this period of time to get whatever done. You know, sometimes I have these lists going and they're just massive and I've got so much stuff on there and I'm like, normally it wouldn't bother me, but just, you know, just feeling overwhelmed at that point. I was like, why do I have all of this stuff on here? Yeah. Most of this stuff is not priority. Like I only have a very short bit of priority stuff. The rest was all added. I put it on there myself. You know, <laughs> I did it to myself. So I'm kind of like, sometimes know, okay, I have this thing. Like I, I used to always have to feel like I was busy or I was doing something. And the more busier I was, the better it was because it made it made me happy. And mm -hmm. One thing I can say between my accident four years ago and then COVID, I've learned to settle down. I learned what's important. I learned to take time for myself. It's hard. I mean, it's really hard when you're used to, you know, being very active, which all of us are, were, <laughs> but yeah. you, you, you need to take time for yourself. I know we yeah. used to go on day trips and we would do like a, like a, mini trip throughout the day. We would go somewhere special. We go for a walk in the woods or we would take photographs or um, we went to the Kenzu bridge one day. I wanted to see that so bad and I was scared to death to walk out on it, but I made myself do it because I wasn't going to go there and then not do it. <laughs> but, um, but we used to do things like that. And since COVID we tried, but we couldn't do as much as we once did. And I really can't wait to get my life back to be able to get out and do things again yeah like that's just it you know I mean I was used to working um you know I used to always work full-time always full-time then the last few years I was having a hard time finding a full-time job I wanted a full-time job but I was only getting part-time but I was happy to have part-time because it was at least I wasn't being I wasn't homeless <laughs> so I'm kind of like that's you know, not good uh, <laughs> you know, I'll just have to take what I can get, right? So, because I am getting older, it's harder to find. It's harder to find and keep a job when you get older, unless you're management, you know. And so, it's like it's been tough. It's been extremely, extremely hard. I've been used to being just going, going, going all the time, and then all of a sudden, just come to the standstill. I remember last spring sitting around talking because I was I was volunteering with another group at that time with NASCAR, and um, we were talking about the beginning part of COVID. And how yeah. it was stressing so many people out, right? And I was saying, you know, um, yeah, this is going to be hard on a lot of people. You know, it's certainly hard on me. I had to, like, put – I went from being really busy all of a sudden to putting on the brakes and being completely isolated. And it was like, what a shock, you know. But I sort of got used to that over the year, you know. So as the year progressed, last year, all the way through to the winter, 
you know, and to now, I thought I was handling things quite well. I'm like, hey, you know, haven't had any major depression going on, uh, not too much anxiety, feeling pretty good, you know. Uh, it's been a little stressful just because I never, you know, I can't find a job and I just never know if I'm going to be homeless or not. <laughs> but I just, I keep, you know, like I like everybody knows, I'm a Christian. I just keep praying and I'm like, okay. And um, it'll be okay. Keep telling myself, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Well, it's good. And I hit this one place, you know, just a few weeks ago where I was like, wait a minute <laughs> i'm not okay things are not okay obviously um there's i need to i need to address something in my life i knew at that point i was like something isn't right i started to feel a lot of anxiety and a lot of um depression coming on and i'm like some something triggered that for sure and i thought i really need to reassess what i'm doing <laughs> you know what i mean uh, we, and I got, I do need to, even though I'm on my own, I have all day to do self care if I want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just me and the cat. You know what I mean? It's like I've got all day to do self care. But the thing is, is I, a lot of times don't think about it. You know, and that's where the issue is. If we don't think about it, and we don't um, actually, you know, make a plan for self care, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? We could even have time to do self-care, but if we don't think about it, it's like, no, we don't we don't do those things for ourselves that we know will help us to get through whatever we need to get through, you know. And so I think that's the biggest thing is we we have to incorporate it into our life, you know. This we is do. what I'm working on. Yeah, this is what I'm working on because, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that I'm like some sort of specialist on self-care the, the issue, the issue is, is I, I understand how important it is because i'm a person who never did it <laughs> and now i'm having to work it into my life and i'm like okay i can i can do this i can do this you know what i mean um and i like you can find all kinds of information out there about self-care you know um for, for men and women you know there's just tons and tons of good info out there for people there, there is. Yeah, I mean, just you know, I've checked a lot of stuff out re reading, and uh, because of my the, the the child abuse healing work that I've done, there's a lot of that in that. So I have looked into it, and I do know sort of what will help me get through anxiety, um, what will help me get through depression, and I'm getting much better at it these days. Let me tell you, because just even that last, I haven't been really that depressed since my husband passed away two and a half years ago, and. Um, so I really haven't been that down since then. And so I recognized something was wrong because I was like, no ambition. Don't even want to like get up. Just want to sleep all the time. Um, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Light bulb went on. <laughs> like that's depression. Okay. I need to deal with something here. You know, what's causing me to feel this way? And also, you know, is it, is it, is it circumstantial stuff or, or, or is it something else, you know? So I started to take a look at what was on my plate and why I was feeling so down and why I was feeling so anxious and so overwhelmed. And I thought, I'm not really doing any kind of self-care. <laughs> it's like, it's all about trying to, you know, trying to do as much as I can to do, to help and to, to be involved in things. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, you got all day to do self-care, you know? So I did, I trimmed back a few things, like I said, and, um, and you know, there's no shame in that. I actually, no, not. I don't feel bad about it at all because, you know, I can't help somebody if I can't help myself. You know what I'm saying? How can you really, how can a person help somebody if, if they aren't even willing to help themselves? Like, seriously, you have to be, like, like Lee was saying, 
you have to be able to, if the well is dry, where's that water going to come from? Exactly. You know, we need to be able to, um, we've got to feel, we've got to seriously deal with our own stuff. You know what I mean? Before we can really help somebody else. Yes. I know when the salons were all closed and everything, you know, I would take and I would get all my things out and I would have a spa day at home because like I said, I, I was in the habit of, you know, well, I have, my children are grown. I have grandchildren, but they're in school. And even though they weren't in school, they were still doing remote learning. So I just started doing like self care days, spa days at home. And I would take my time. I would do everything. And I can actually say that um, here probably a month ago, I let my husband cut 10 inches off my hair. Mm -hmm. I was to death. <laughs> he wanted to pull it in a ponytail and cut it. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and I'm there trying to tell him how to do it. But I can say he did a really good job. But um, I mean, it, it's really important that you just take that time and you know, you relax. And like I said, I know when everything was closed and everything I did, I, I thought, you know, these are things that I like to do. These are things that make me feel good and they make me relax and feel comfortable. But also when it first started, it was near springtime and I was able to get out and you know how I love to take photographs. And I was just doing like small walks. I was taking photographs of every and anything I could find. And I really kept busy and it made me feel good. It just made me feel good. Like I was spending time taking care of myself, but also I was getting out, you know, walking and enjoying the outdoors. Now, since winter has been here and it's cold, um, I can't get out because of my low back and my shoulder, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's harder now actually, you know, and it's like, I still try to take that thing, but I can't wait for weather to break just to get back outside. Cause I miss being outside. That absolutely. Like this is the thing. And the winter's up here too. Like it's pretty brutal. And of course this winter hasn't been too, too bad compared to other winters, but, um, you know, normally it's like minus 35 Celsius with snow blowing and even like right now, but uh, normally right now it's like, it's nice. Out. It's beautiful out there. Like we have really different winter this winter, but yeah, getting out, getting some fresh air. That's what I've had a, a friends of mine would tell me, um, you know, Kate Mitchell, you know, Kate. Yes. I love um, Kate. She's a sweetheart. Everything is different. <laughs> she is. Everything she's really is sweet. different. And, you know, I mean, we're just part way into 2021, but Everything's been different since COVID hit, you know, sent everything sideways. And mm -hmm. right now it's like, I miss the outdoors too, which is why, you know, when I can, I'll sit out front. But we've had a high pollen count, um, which one not only kicks my sinuses into like super high gear, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like we had the eye operated on here just a week right. ago. So I really, I've got to be careful that, you know, I don't go out there and it's been raining for the last few days. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm kind of stuck inside for a little bit, but it's important. And, you know, the, the photography, um, like Donna is like, I love, I love photography. I take, I had someone laugh at me once and go, you take pictures of random stuff, don't you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I've always loved it, even as a kid. So, um, you know, but sometimes I'll catch, I'll see the squirrels and the trees out back from, you know, from the back door or the kitchen window. Or the birds when they start coming out and when they're coming out to eat and do whatever, you know, so I, I take even taking five minutes, you know, just to watch them 
you know, um, it, it lightens my day, it lightens my heart, you know, makes me feel good. And, and, you know, then I can keep on going. That, that's a, you know, just one of the few things. I've got a Conair foot bath, you know, which is like, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it is. Oh goodness, this is awesome. You know, that's, and that's something I need to do more often again. And before COVID, I was doing, you know, I started having, you know, massages down in my chiropractor's office, um, which obviously, you know, I haven't had in a year and a half now. So mm -hmm. uh, that's something yeah. I really enjoy. But what I can do for myself and is something called reflexology. Um, you know, when I massage my, you know, my hands, okay, but my feet, my feet are a big thing. And there are so many pressure points on our body that correspond to other areas in our body. And mm -hmm. I've learned quite a bit. I've got a couple of really good books that were my mom's. And I, I inherited those a while back. But I do a lot of work on my feet. You know, I'll sit on the love seat or whatever, and, and I just pull up a foot into the lap and, and start, you know, massaging away with a little bit of oil or mm -hmm. a, a, just a little bit of Aveeno, you know, skincare lotion. And um, I just keep massaging. And then you massage each toe and all the points on the toes. And then you work on the other foot because you it's all about balance. You've got to do yeah, have balance. your body. But... Um, that's also very relaxing for me. Mm -hmm. I was doing that. Yeah. That's kind of my spa day, you know, with doing the feet and the Conair foot bath. It's important, you know, like, you know, if you don't remember, you don't prioritize it, you don't put it down, you don't set an alarm to remember, hey, or block out, block yourself out, you know, a 15 minute, 30, an hour block of time that is strictly yours. Shut mm -hmm. off the electronics, even yes. put if you've got to carry your phone with you, you know, for, you know, any emergencies or, you know, you might might have a good picture, you know, of something, you know, you want to have your camera there to snap a picture. You know, I, I see birds that are sitting outside the, the local pharmacy downtown and they, they sit on top of their mailbox. So I catch little sparrows there, you know, and I've got some good shots, but, you know, put it on do not disturb. I found the do not disturb button yes. a while back and I love it. You know, but you have to work for that time and do your self care, do yourself yeah. a favor. You know, it's so yeah. important. You know, and the walk. You know, I'll get back there again, but because I love to walk at the the local park. You know, there's ducks, and you know, I'd go feed the ducks. But right now, that's kind of out. That's on hold until I do some healing first and yeah. have another surgery. But again, that's, that's hard. It's hard. You know, thinking of, um, I was thinking of, oh, I was, sorry, I had to look at, I had a couple of keywords. I was talking about, you know, self-care can also mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure, both from, you know, peer pressure for kids, um, even pressure from adults who are adults, but especially from society on, you know, perfectionism, on, you know, how you look and, you um, how much you weigh and, you know, what I really, really like to see and what I'm seeing a lot more of are the body positive models that are out there or just regular gals, you know, yeah. you know, regular people. They're just sharing on, on whether Instagram, you know, and on Twitter, but more on Instagram, I think, and sharing body positive, 
um, posts and encouraging others. You know, it's like, hey, this is me. This is my body. It's like, you don't have to like it, you know, but I love myself. That's and right. I'm going to share That's with the world and maybe, you know, inspire and encourage others. So I, I really love seeing those beautiful, beautiful people out there, you know, sharing themselves because that actually makes me smile because I've never liked my body for a long time, even before I got pregnant, you know, when I was actually um, slender, I guess you say, or, you know, um, when, when we get, when we have kids, you know, parts of our body just never go back, <laughs> never go back the same. Um, yeah. But I've struggled with weight all my life, even as a kid. So I'm always self-conscious of that. But you know what? It's it's about loving myself and That's right. not caring as much anymore about what other people think. I still have my moments, you know. We um, all do, though. Getting used to this format where being on video is like, has been a little, she's a bit of a challenge for me, but I'm good with You keep scrolling. You can go watch something else. You know, we're all beautiful. We're all, all beautiful. You know, that's right. To love yourself. You are too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is the thing. I was talking about this on my show, uh, uh, my own uh, One Child to Be Survivor to Another. It was one of the ones that I just previously did maybe a couple weeks ago. And I was just talking about the fact that truly, at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to please everybody. We're really no. not. And most no, people never aren't really like, We never no. will. No. I want to jump in with something real quick because... If I don't, it's going to like poof, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh seconds and poof, it's gone like the weekend, you know, um, I get it. <laughs> I mentioned body positive, you know, beautiful people out there that doesn't strictly do with, with women. I'm talking guys too. That's there right. are guys out there who have, um, who have body issues, you know, or have, you know, it's like, oh, I don't like the way I look or, you know, society says I need to look, you know, oh, big buffed up, got the six pack. I'm, you know, look at my guns, baby. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, really, you know, it's like I pump the iron. I, but there are a lot of guys out there sharing themselves, too, and said, hey, this is me, you know, like it or don't. And so I really, you know, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned, you know, the guys, too, because that's really important. Yes, you know? it is. It is. And thank and you for all the beautiful people out there sharing your stories, sharing your life, and inspiring others, you know, myself included. That's exactly right. Yeah, because true enough, yeah. like, that's what I was talking about on my show. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be okay with yourself. You do. Who really cares or gives a rat's, you know, beep about what anybody else thinks you know well, what i mean or like, you know honestly, me. i'm a, I'm a tall girl you know me i'm a tall girl i'm five eight and um at my lowest weight i was between 125 and 130 and i had someone tell me i'm fat and it's like <laughs> and then I tell me, you know i was i was too your height and I will say since COVID, I'm just a little bit heavier than that, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but um, it's like, to me, I'm the same person I was, whether I'm five or 10 pounds heavier or five or 10 pounds lighter. So I don't understand what the big deal is. And let's be real honest. 
Um, I've had my picture taken and so have the two of you for different ads, different campaigns, different this, different that. By the time that they're done photoshopping you and making you up, <laughs> you don't even look, you cannot even come close to what you look like on that picture, that magazine, that article. It, yeah. It's impossible. I'm on Instagram and I see all these people on there and they're perfect, perfect skin, perfect hair, perfect. Nobody is perfect. And if you've seen these people without, without all the makeup and without all the Photoshopping, they don't look any better than you do. I do. Lee does. So no, no one is, no one is perfect. It is so hard to accept yourself sometimes, you know, and for me, it's like, yeah, definitely. It was so hard to accept myself as I am. You know, I love everybody else as they are. You know, it's like, why, you know, why can't you love me the I way love I myself am? Before it's like, why can't I accept myself for who I am? You know, for, for right. what I look like, for the, for the body I'm in. You know, we were all created by love, with love, to love and be loved. Yes. You know, we, we were, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard. It is hard to accept yourself sometimes, you know. Depending on what you know, things that are going on around you. If you've been struggling with weight, whether you've been struggling with, you know, I mean, being heavy and or you're struggling with being super thin and not being able to gain weight, um, mm -hmm. there's always going to be something I think that we we don't like about ourselves. But yeah, you know, it's I had to have a long talk with myself. You know, like at one point it's like. Because I just didn't, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, with fibromyalgia and TMJ, you know, I've got, this is not out so bad today, but there are times when it's out, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're, mm -hmm. we're talking, I feel like a chipmunk. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, really self-conscious of that. And that was a problem that I was trying to, I was struggling with when we first started doing the stream yard yeah. and being um, actually on video, you know. I know. And you know I've come to an okay place without saying, this, hey, you know what? It is what it is. It is. You know? You're beautiful with a puffy cheek or without it. We love That's you. Right. That's exactly right. I've got a dented head, so what am I going to do? I can't really fix it. <laughs> we all have issues and problems. You catch an angle and I've got all these like dents and bumps. And, you know, it's like, you know, I can't really do anything about that. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I love myself. And, you know, this is the issue. You know, a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, you know, this whole feeling of just, well, I'm overwhelmed. Society puts that on you. Society comes, puts it on you because yeah, everything that you true. see on TV looks one way. Everything, you pick up a magazine. I was on Instagram the other day and um, I do physical therapy and <laughs> I'm in the pool and my sister took a picture of me and, you know, and she's like, oh, you should put that in Instagram. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, you should see the people what they put on Instagram. No way, you know? And I'm like, they're over there looking perfect. And I mean, they got the perfect hair, the perfect top, the perfect bottom. Like, and I'm just over here looking like this. And she's like, well, I think you look pretty damn good just the way you are, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I can, I get it. And sometimes even myself, I'm, I get kind of self-conscious. I think, holy man, you know, like that is an impossible look to achieve. I don't care who you are. When I was working out every day, exercising in the gym, it was like, you know, I could be really happy with what I am, but no one's ever perfect. Like they show you or they want you to think people are. That's right. And, and this whole idea that society, um, you know, whoever these people are would judge somebody because they don't look like that. 
see, it's there's no offense to anybody who wants to look like that. Like, there, a lot of people work really hard to look like that. And, you know, hey, that's great because we're not running anybody down. The issue is there's a lot of other people who have, have health issues. They've got, um, you know, all sorts of, of reasons why they are in the shape that they're in. And a lot of times it's not just because they're lazy or they don't take they don't care. Sometimes it's it's definite, um, you know, handicaps, physical, actual, you know, ailments and disease and stuff that's going on in their body and they can't they can't help it right so that's why i'm just you know where i'm not running down anybody like you know people who do work out and and look great because you know that's great that's wonderful for them but to try to think that all society is going to look like that no no i'm and then judge people because they don't it's like that's ridiculous and that's what i'm saying i'm very I think I am actually more comfortable with myself now than I was when I was younger. And when I look back on pictures of when I was younger, I actually think, you know, I wish I looked like that now, number one, but I actually thought I was fat back then, you know, and it's like, boy, what I wouldn't give to look like that today, you know? I know. Let's see, it's all that whole mind trip. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see yourself like that, but like, you know, I just, I'm very comfortable. I've always been very comfortable though, like I said, but um, I do have to laugh because it's like, boy, I wish I looked like that now because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have put on a few pounds and hey, I'm 51 years old. I mean, I'm not going to look 29 forever, but it's just, we all, you know, we all change and you have to be comfortable with who you are. And I'm very comfortable with who I am these days. That's right. Cause there's nothing like, a, you know, that, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of times we've, we're so busy trying to, you know, to please other people or please the world. Yeah. And actually, we need, we, to please need to learn, we need to care about ourselves and we need to yeah. learn to love ourselves and take and, and take care of ourselves and not worry yeah. about what anybody else is thinking. You know, who cares what they think? You know, I, that's the issue. You know, that's what, that's what I was I was talking with someone the other day and. I said, I really don't care what anybody else says or thinks, you know, and they had listened to the show and they said, well, you made the comment that you don't care what anybody else is doing. You only care what you and your friends are doing. And I'm like, I don't sit there and I don't follow other people's lives. I don't try to be them. I try to be myself and I have my own likes and dislikes and I have my friends and I surround myself with people who love me and, and make me feel comfortable, you know, and I think that means a lot. And you can try to surround yourself with different people, but if if you have to try to surround yourself by certain people to make yourself feel good, then, I mean, what does that say about you? That's right. And if it, this issue, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that would, you know, judge yeah. without knowing what's going on in a person's life. You know what I mean? And... It's kind of like, yeah, but Lori, it's it's easy to judge other people or to have an opinion, but really we could all do that to anyone. You know, I mean, no one's going to be young and beautiful forever. So, I mean, really they want to judge or whatever, but in, in turn, somebody else could judge them as well. So, you know, it's easy to turn the tables on people. Yeah, that's right. Well, the thing is, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah. to me, it's just tragic because so many people out there <clears throat> suffering from depression, suffering from, you know, all sorts of things like that. Um, anxiety, 
you know, just being overwhelmed, feeling down on themselves, you know. And a lot of them actually, if you ask them, have you thought about, you know, have you thought about like how you feel about yourself? Because really at the end of the day, we're stuck with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, can't sir. get away from it. You know what I mean? You're stuck with yourself. And it's like, I had to, I really worked hard over the last like 10, 12 years to not pay so much attention to what anybody else thinks, but to think no. of, to, to change the way that I thought about myself because I was my own worst enemy, man. You know, it's like, and, and as soon, and that, that can come back around to haunt you. You know what I mean? If you don't keep that nip it in the bud, um, if we have to, we have to learn how to really, really care about ourselves and how yeah. to, you know, accept ourselves for who we are, our strengths, our weaknesses, and be okay with them. Because at the end that's, of the day, uh, that's all we have. You know what I mean? Oh, we're yeah. all our own worst enemy. We're <laughs> yeah. all our own worst enemy. We are. And we get stuck in our heads, you know, it's like get out of it's it's hard to get out of, you know, get out of your own way. You know, yeah. you know, judging others, you're talking about judging others and in when they don't know somebody, what immediately came to my heart was, you know, people that are homeless, you know, and if, if you, you see somebody that's homeless or you see somebody that, you know, they're sitting in a doorway or they're, they're, I don't know, you know any number of places, but you, you know, they're homeless, you know, they're wearing old clothing or clothing that's, you know, really dirty. They look disheveled um, and you automatically judge them. You know, in your head, you're going, oh, you know, lazy, dirty, filthy. You I know. don't do that. Well, no, some people do, though. You know? But there's so many reasons people are homeless and you don't know their situation. And, know. you know. That's exactly right. Someone had posted in, in a local group that, you know, get to know a homeless person. You know, if you're you're able to safely, you know, go out um you know, when, when the restrictions are lifted, buy them, buy them a lunch, buy them a meal, you know, take them, you know, McDonald's or, you know, wherever, um, just sit and talk with them, talk with that yeah. person and learn something about them and their story. And, you know, you make your eyes, my eyes opened, you know, to their mm -hmm. situation because everybody, Everybody deserves a chance, you know, and not everybody out there that's homeless is lazy. Most of those people, no, um, no. they just got, no. you know, they had a tough time. They, they're in a rough patch. Um, and maybe some of those people are homeless due to COVID and not being able to pay the bills. So they're out there living in a tent um, and they've just got the clothes on their back. So don't be so harsh and, you know, don't be so harsh on people. Learn yeah. a little bit about somebody before you start, you know, before you go judging them because you haven't, you haven't even stepped in their shoes, let right. alone walk a mile in them. Exactly. And I've been homeless and it's, it's not yeah. just being without a, you know, per se a building, you know, of your own, a home of your own or an apartment, wherever um, you can be homeless so many different ways, you know, you can mm -hmm. be staying with friends or family, you know, couch surfing, it's another one a lot yeah. of people are doing I've so done it. <laughs> I've done a little it. compassion little Maybe compassion understanding and that goes a long way 
and yeah, random act of kindness, you know, bring a smile to somebody's face, just do something nice, you know, even if it's just smile at somebody, you know, <laughs> yep, yeah. smile at, they might need that. You know, the person that looks at you, I say, wow, you know, I needed that today. So that's right. That's Every right. time I think of the homeless, I think of when we were down helping the people in West Virginia with Tent City that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like yeah. 2015. Um, some of the stories that those people had, it was unreal. They were normal, everyday people. They get up, they went to work every day. Bad things just really happened to them, you know, that put them in the situations they were in. Yeah. But also, um, several of the women that were homeless, it had to do with domestic violence. You know, mm -hmm. they they basically they were on the run from being abused at home. And a lot of them said right to us when they were telling us their stories that, you know, they could have went back. They could have taken it. They could have, you know, they could have dealt with it. But why do they have to? You know, why do you have to um, have somebody beating on you just so that you have a home? And it really made yeah. me think back to Kay's story. If you remember, I did the feature story on Kay that time. Um, she told her story. And mm -hmm. I went in and I wrote, um, basically, you know, she was being abused at home and she had a choice. Either you stay and take it or get out, you know. And because she stood up for herself, her husband had put her out. Mm -hmm. And I remember her working two jobs, but she was homeless at Ten City because... You know, she couldn't afford an apartment. And a lot of these people, they really are. They're struggling. And a lot of them have children. And they don't want their children raised in that environment. But let's be honest, they don't have a choice. So I always say before you before you judge someone or you judge someone that's homeless <laughs> or ill or someone that doesn't have or they don't look like you do, think because you don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they have been through. And, you know, life is not perfect. Life is not equal and life is not fair. Sometimes we're handed things that, you know, that never in a million years you think you're going to face. You think life's perfect and life's great. I have this great life, so nothing's going to happen to me. And then you wake up one day and you lose your job or you lose your home. And, you know, where are you? Or a lot of women, they stay at home and, uh, you know, the husband works or, the other way around it can be, but if something happens to your husband and he passes on. There's a lot of women left in their fifties to go to work that have never worked before in their lives. And they don't have no other choice, but to be homeless. So, yeah. you know, really got to start thinking before they judge people so harshly. Yeah, that's true. I and try to treat people how I want to be treated. I look at people, how I would want people to, to treat me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a person that I can be ugly to anyone. I cannot just, you know, wake up and be mean or, hey, I have a bad day like everybody else. But you need to treat people with respect. And I always treat golden people rule. treated. The golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated, you know? Yes. That's right. You know, That's I don't right. care if you're homeless and I don't care if you're a millionaire. You're going to get treated the same in my book. You know, I'm not going to treat one person better because they have a better life or they have something more or they have a nice car. That that doesn't impress me. What impresses me is human decency and how you treat others. And you, I think that you should have respect for everyone. You should treat the janitor as you do the CEO. And that's what I always taught my kids. And to this day, they carry it on and they taught their own children. Mm -hmm. it's just It's respect with me. You have respect for everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it should be. And it's, 
you know, I don't know. It's just, I know there's so many people struggling right now. So many. It's sad, Lori. Really sad. And it's uh, it's not going to get better for a while, you know. And, it, and it's going to take time, you know, for people to to get their needs met, you know, and get those resources and find those resources. And, um, you know, you can check our website out. We have a great website and we have a resource list. Um, just go to AU4H, AU, the number 4H.weebly.com. And you'll see up on the top there, there's some drop down menus. And just go to the, um, well, there's a couple different places, but if you go to the more section, there's a whole resource list there. All sorts of resources that you can go through and check out. And we also have, um, one of them, it actually is listed there, is a, it's a resource uh, Lulu page where you can um, get these free resources from us. These are all uh, educational Fair Use Act um, eBooks. And this is all sorts of good information here. And we're talking about suicide prevention. We're talking about rape support, missing children, family abduction, domestic violence, child sexual exploitation, bullying, childhood sexual abuse. And it just goes on and on and on. We're talking about how to, you know, reporting child abuse, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and all sorts of good stuff there. And you can download those. Um, they're free to the public and for educational purposes only. But, you know, that's just another resource from us that you can get for free, you know. Yeah. And, like, if you're struggling and, you know, you just need some help in your area, you can contact us. And we'll help you try to find those resources, right? And Because yeah. that's what we do at Advocacy United for Humanity. We're here to, to be a resource for people, right? Yes. And we have an incredible Yeah. Yeah. A lot of team, an incredible volunteer system. Um, if you you know, contact us. Um, they will find out the resources in your state, your, you know, your county, your community, and, you know, they'll help you any way they can. We do a lot of placement. We do a lot of um, finding people places to stay, relocating to them to domestic violence shelters, um, mm -hmm. homeless shelters. Um, we make sure that people get a meal. And like I said, this is all done within the community where they reside. They just have mm -hmm. to visit the website and, you know, um, contact us, au4h at yahoo.com. You know, and like I said, we have a great support system, a great team, and they will assist you. Mm -hmm. That's right. And for anybody who's struggling out there, you know, um, I had suicidal ideation my whole life until the age of 42. And all dealing because of the abusive environment I was brought up in and the abuse that I suffered as a child. And let me tell you, if you're struggling and you just don't know what you're going to do, you have to stick this out. Do not, do not, do not do this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so glad that I stuck it out. I really am. I'm glad to be here. And, you know. We're glad you're here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm glad to be here. And I've had so many. When I started reaching out, all these hands started coming back to me, pulling me along. And they were like, you can do this. You can do this. And I was like, thank God. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, that was such a horrible place to be. It really was. And I wasn't one of these people that would tell people that I was going to commit suicide. <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody. And it was a serious issue because I had year after year made so many plans that you know i just i would just hold on with everything that i had i was like i just i just got to try to do this and let me tell you 
it, you do not deserve that. Nobody does. Two of my brothers killed themselves in a suicide. And I know so many other people's uh, friends and people that I knew and worked with that have committed suicide. Do not do that. Um, there's, you need to talk to somebody. And I made a promise. I made a promise to myself because I count. I do matter. And so do you. And you need to make a promise to yourself. If you get down that far and you can't cope and you don't know what you're going to do, you're going to call a crisis line. You're going to call somebody because your life matters. It really does. It matters. It matters to us. It needs to matter to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give out the number here. This is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And this is the United States, but it's 1-800-273-8255. You can also chat with them online. If you're, if you're online and you want to just chat, you don't want to dial the number. But if you have a phone, it's 1-800-273-8255. Talk to someone now. You know, you do matter. Yes. And you know, we have to start caring. Like, this was a show really about self-care. And not allowing ourselves to just go into a pit of despair and, and not allowing that anxiety to take over and things that we can do. But you know what? You need to care about yourself. You really do. And that's what I was talking about on my show just a few weeks ago. You know, it was like the biggest gift I ever gave to myself was learning how to love myself. It's like, oh, yeah, I do count. I do matter. The world would tell me I don't matter. My parents told me I didn't matter. <laughs> but you know what? I pulled myself out of that pit and I said, you know what? I do matter. And and I've got lovely friends here sitting right next to me here on, on this on this yeah. on this live stream who 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 told me that I do matter. We love and you. I, we love I, you I believe, and I love you too. And you know, and you matter too. So if you're listening to this on you know on the on the podcast, on the radio, or if you're watching us on the air here, on the live stream, on YouTube or wherever, you know that we care. We wouldn't be sitting here doing this otherwise. We're not getting paid to do this. We take our own time to do this stuff because we really do care about people. And, you know, we we care about you. We really do. So if you're struggling, like I said, don't you ever give up. Don't you ever give up. Lee Roberts is sitting here tonight, and she's another one who pulled herself out of that pit and, you know, who was going to take her life. And she's still here. And so am I. So we're here to tell you. And along with Donna, you count. You matter. You matter to us. You matter. Everyone matters. That's right. So there's, you no, there's nothing too big that you can't get through. You you can make it. You know, I tell everybody it's getting through the next five minutes. You know, I'm not worried about next week or tomorrow or I'm worried about you getting through the next five minutes. And yeah. you know, we work on it five minutes at a time and we've seen a lot of results and you know, that, that's very important, very, very important that people see that. But a lot of people, they find themselves in a bad place. They give up hope. And it's sad because there are really good people out here, like all of us, that would, you know, would do anything to help them and get them in a good, safe place. And mm -hmm. the hotline number, I mean, there are good people there. They're telling you what to do. They're trying to help you. Everyone goes above and beyond to, you know, like I said, get that person through the next five minutes and then the next five minutes. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you always say the next five minutes. And it's like, if you can get through the next five minutes, you can get through anything. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm telling and you, it's, it's, it's Yeah, that's right. See, and, and Donna's right, because it does get better, but it, it takes time. Everything takes time. 
So whatever you're going through, just remember with this COVID-19 thing. That is it. it, it well, that's it. Yeah, you can get anything to through anything together. Yes. Um, right. And right. you know, for the three of us who you know are believers, it's you know, with God we can do anything. You know. Yes. You know, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Um, that's right. That's the the scripture that comes to mind. Um, you know, you talked about before about surrounding yourself with good people. Surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with people who feed your soul, not yes. tear you down. Yes, and, that's right. And it's not the number of friendships or people you have around you. It's the quality of those relationships. I say that, that every really day. Matter. Um, <laughs> I've got a very small circle. And... Um, is like quality is what's most important. You know, I want some people who are going to support me, you know, not just in my good days, uh, you know, when I'm nice and, you know, support me when I'm grumpy, you know, I'm cranky. It's like, Ooh, you're moody. Moody is, is being a nice about it, but, you know, support yourself, you know, surround yourself with people who will support you on your journey um, yeah. and the people who will love you for who you are. That's yes. right. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, you need people that are going to build you up, not tear you down. And exactly. you know, it's important to have a, a, a network of people around you, even if it's a small network, doesn't matter, um, of people that are there for you when you're down, when you all of a sudden, like, you know, immediately, as soon as I got depressed, I was like, I better tell Lee and I better tell Donna because yes. I was starting to go down. And I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to tell them what's going on because I'm starting to spiral, you know, and I could see it. So this is, you need people like that in your life that you can call and you can say, hey, I, I just need somebody to talk to. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, I need to run this by somebody. I got to I gotta talk to somebody. And there's if you don't have somebody like that, call one of those talk lines because they're full of people that do care. And then if you just don't happen to like the person, call another one. Just, just don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. Not ever. No, it's so important because we want you to come back and be at the and meet us here again. So <laughs> that's right. Well, ladies, is that a wrap on the show for tonight? Anything that's a wrap. 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 Joining us, we will see you next week. That's right. That's right. And be sure and tune in because we've got we got a great show lined up for Monday. Yes, and we do. I'm excited. This is, uh, it's going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. Missing Jesse Foster, um, her mother, Glendine Grant, is going to be with us, and we're going to do an interview with her. We're going to have um, a couple of shows. It's going to be such a wonderful um you know, time to be able to speak with Glendine, to talk about her daughter, Jessie Foster, who's been missing for many, many years. And, you know, she's out there somewhere and we got to bring her home. She, yes. we need, she needs to come home safe and she soon. Does. <laughs> so but I hope you'll join us for that. That's going to be Monday, sort of, an, it's a daytime interview. So it'll be taking place around, around noon. And, um, and we'll post, I'll be posting that show and everything. So Stay tuned for that. And um, and otherwise, we'll see you next week on Wednesday. And um, we'll just carry on. So that's it, ladies. And 
big heart. Have a wonderful Thanks for tuning day. in, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>